in a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions. Three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by the number of times Chase circles the airport looking for a place to land one of his sermons. Welcome in to episode 35 of the Gospel Friends. I'm David. I'm Chase, and the people are begging for more content, hence the circling. I, I'm Nick. Yes, you That Nick. was not expected. That was, okay. Well, I can't say it was good, but that was unexpected. Chase, uh, caught me off guard. Ch- are you all right? I'm furious, so I <laughs> I hit my microphone with my hand. Great. Uh, you uh, Chase called me out on Twitter yesterday for uh, how long it would take to drag out a sermon. So I'm just getting. I back. did. I noticed you had one counter punch, and then you laid down and whimpered like a little girl. <laughs> I mean, I had to go to bed. A little. I don't know. I don't want to insult females because they're awesome. Dang. Let's just keep going. I like them too. I married one. I, as did I. Good choice. One of the better choices I've ever made. Nick, how about you? I also married a woman, and also very happy to have done right. so. Well, we're we're in agreement there. What is happening right now? That's going to come up later in the uh, in the in the game. By the way, having married a woman. Well, yes, her being yes. happy to have married a woman. It just you know you'll just have to see because okay. I'm the only one, only one that knows about the game so far. How do people right. get in touch with us? I think Thank my, the Lord. I think my um, see. I knew he went done. No, well, I was just going to say. I think my counterpunch was so was so good that I didn't need to say anything else. Yeah, it was pretty good because I pointed out that you'll you'll often say we are quickly moving yeah. to the end. You did, but my my next punch was even better. Why do you keep touching my Pepsi Max can? I'm going to open it in just a second, drinking, and I'm thirsty. No, you're not. And you have copious amounts of drinks in here, and I have none. So, are you going to do the drink. chase cough? To cover the opening of the can? No, he doesn't really do that anymore. That, he used to do that during the service. He Everybody would, caught on now. He would cough and and pop the top. Yeah, what he'll do now is he'll be like, you guys go ahead and talk to one another for a moment, and then there you go. Yes, I think people really stared at him because it was in one of those uh, cozy holder things, and you really couldn't see what kind of can it was. That was given to me by one of the ladies of the church very nicely, and now I've lost it. I've got to find it. So, so he had to switch. Offended. He had to switch from Natty Light to Pepsi Max because he doesn't have anything to cover up the can that anymore. Is, that is partially true. The sermons aren't quite as slurred anymore. It's helped with the editing process. Awesome. So. That's delightful. Hey, how about we do contact info and actually get into the uh, get into the show? <laughs> this has been so much fun. Yeah. Um, contact info. We've got the social media at uh, my gospel friends for Twitter, and we've got a group on Facebook. Um, you can actually just go to hallofdogma.com now, and I'll redirect right to Facebook. But it's a it's a closed group there, but we um, we, we haven't turned anyone down for membership. Um, and just, we've not booted anybody out yet. No, we have not. We're just closed. All right. What are you doing? Well, I was playing trivia crack while Nick did the the contact stuff. Is that not okay? Now, believe it or not, people, no, we didn't. are professionals and we're Christians. And you wouldn't know it from the first, you know, two or three minutes of the show. But if you want to play, uh, if you want to play trivia crack with the Rev, just holler in the Hall of Dogma, and I'll, I'll give you my ID. But I'm good. So, so. did that replace Quiz Up for you? Is that what happened? No, I went from words with friends to this. Okay, what happened to Quiz Up? Because you, I never played Quiz Up. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. 
All right, AD. You most certainly did. I played against you. All right, go ahead. Show, show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm delayed. Where was I in the Facebook group? I think you'd gotten to the Twitter and you got to the Hall of Dog, which people totally should check check out. Probably best part of the show. Yes, we we hadn't we got to allow any membership and haven't booted anyone yet. Uh, And so basically, we have it closed though, just for more kind of privacy. People were kind of posting things in there and just wanted a little bit of a, a barrier up. So. Um, we do try to kind of have a little bit of discretion yeah. there. Posting secrets and gossip and, and, you know, the kind of thing you just don't want to get out. And you guys totally shouldn't check that out because you don't want to Or, you know, that. prayer requests and they were oh, yeah. looking oh, yeah, for yeah. a group of believers. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the purpose of the Hall of Dogma. Lots of good discussions, some some fun, some prayer requests, things like that. So feel free to join. We'd love to have you there. Hallofdogma.com. Um, correct. Thanks to your genius last week. Hallofdogma.com. Genius. That's interesting. Um, you can leave us a voicemail if you like, too, if Five five seven five nine seven three five, or if uh, long distance is an issue, um, either domestically or internationally, you can also go to speakpipe.com slash the gospel game, friends. McConnell. Oh, he's in a game. It's just not this one. This uh, game, the gospel friends slash the gospel friends. Now, um, there's a couple places you can get the show, but the main one, Chase. The main one, what uh, that you can get the show? What do you mean? Main like location, iTunes, iTunes. Yes, yeah. We th- well, that's where I think most people get the show. Most people do. There's a note based on about the stats. The sh- that, yeah. So one thing we want to ask you to do, like the, the it, it, believe it or not, this actually really increases the number of people who listen to the show and that sort of thing. Is if you actually will go over to iTunes and give the show a review. Now, if you think we stink or we ramble too much at the beginning, well, you know, just accept our apology and don't give us a review because we don't <laughs> want bad reviews. But your good reviews really do help us get the word out, help us broaden the listenership, and you know, go on to uh, buy Lear jets and build huge mega church buildings. And all the things we dream about um, at night. No, David really wants a segue. I, I do really. Uh, I want. I want a segue too. But I, I do really want to ask. Oh, no, I'm cool. I can to, wait till uh, y'all get us, ready for the next segment. Give us reviews, and I want to give a shout out to uh, at least one reviewer this week, Pastor Wesley Rexroad, who is from North Carolina, gave us an excellent and encouraging review. And thank you, sir, for that. And shout out to new countries listening to the show this week. We have new listeners this week from Panama, Botswana, and Malta. So thank you guys all for listening, especially for our foreign listeners. In the novel Les Miserables, is how you say that? Wow. Yes, it's actually absolutely how you say it. Awesome. By Victor Hugo, what is Cassette's birth name? This is for a uh, crown. Anselma, Amelia, Francine, or Euphrasie? Eight seconds. Totally. I, I don't know. I've never read Les Miserables. But her name is Cosette. What I say, Francine, is... Oh, time's up. All right, I'm, I'm very ready. sorry. I lost her name. Well, you've got time for another game because it's Chase's segment still. It's Euphrasy. Oh, wait. What, am I supposed to be doing something? I had kind of relaxed. Well, I think this is, um, you know, you have something to say now. Okay. Oh, wait, no, we need to, we, actually, we need to talk about what's on tap. Yes. What is wrong with you guys tonight? I Get your head man. where it's, it should be. Okay. David, if you would consult the document in front of you, you would notice that there is no tap today. All right, hang on. David, yeah. intro, everybody... We might want to put a point in here. Nick, Nick, we're con- sounding a little rusty. Nick, contact you know info rusty? while David plays trivia. One crack. too many natty Oh, here we go. Here we go. Well, um, there's no slurred speech yet. Here we go. True. It's uh, what's on tap for today. Okay, what's on tap? 
All right, we're going to have a discussion about Matthew chapter 7, some of the most intriguing verses in the New Testament where Jesus says that um, there will be people who will stand before him and call him Lord, Lord, but he will look at them and say, I never knew you. Someone brought this up in the Hall of Dogma this week, so we're going to try to have a uh, biblical discussion about what's happening in Matthew 7. In awesome. Those verses. So we are a Christian show. <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell sometimes. Well, all the beer jokes. Two, of the, two of the three of us. Okay, good. Leave it to the listener to decide. I guess so. Um, this week, a uh, friend of the show, friend of ours, um, none other than Bean, um, on Twitter, at Adhesive Wombat. Uh, Bean. He sent me, um, and I hadn't seen the article yet, um, but a local radio uh, show here, the Rick and Bubba show, um, the... Um, most of, if not all, of the members of the show are believers, yep. um, even though they are on a quote-unquote secular radio station. And yep. um, two years ago, I believe, uh, many two. <laughs> anyway, it's a tragic situation. So, however long goes, but um, one of the hosts. No, it showed, was it was it was seven, I think. Isn't that it's been, been a while? Okay, yeah, it while. was he was two at the time. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Um, that's where I get for reading internet headlines that are truncated. Um, but the the young boy passed away uh, tragically um, in the family's backyard, and um, the the father Rick Burgess has has talked about it recently, and in, in, on the near on the anniversary of the death, and just kind of some things that led to it, and and what's happened since, and things like that, and um, some of the things that the way uh, Rick articulated them being just kind of like what what you guys take on this, and so we're going to discuss that after a while. Yes, absolutely, and. Uh, we are also going to have a nice chat with our friend, the director, Tony Vance, from West Virginia at the end of the show. Tony. And uh, the segment I'm leading is the one I guess we're going to go to now. It's time to play the game. All right, guys, on this episode of the Gospel Friends game, we are going to go back to our roots back in the day. Uh, we're kind of like a reverse comic book show. We started out uh, talking a lot more about uh, our heroic alter identities and, and things like that, and now we barely talk about it anymore. Uh, and, and But in back in the day, we very famously talked about uh, some ridiculous comic book characters, including one guy in particular uh, that I'm going to let you guess here in a minute. But Actually, this... Gospel Friend Trivia, in the very first episode we ever recorded, we didn't even tell our real names. We did not. That is true. Well, actually, in one of the whatever, We referred to each other by pilot, pseudonyms. Pre-pilot. There was a, six okay. pre-pilots. But anyway, in one of those, we there was a... very first thing we ever did, we didn't even mention our names at all. As a matter of fact, someone said one of our names, and we got onto them. We're yes, like, hey, we did. Shh, shh. Can't say that. So it broke. Kate we back. have definitely not played that up as much. Not as much. No. We're, maybe we're, we're, maybe we should reboot the series and definitely start do some over. retconning of our origins, yep, that sort of thing. All right. So what I'm going to do, guys, is uh, this is going to be a free for all game. I'm going to give you some descriptives of a particular superhero, and the first one to guess it gets a point. For instance. Do we win something? This is, a, this is an example question. Uh, you win um, a firm handshake and a pat on the back. Man. And that's quite a prize. That's a great prize. Yeah. Oh. All right, so here's an example question. This hero has orange skin, a purple hat, and warty arms. Aquaman. No. 
Do we just shout it out or do we have to yes, raise our hand? Just shout it out. Descriptive number two, he has a strange power of detachment. Oh, plur- arm fall uh, off boy. Ah, arm fall off said, boy is correct. I said plort boy. Oh, you were close. <laughs> Description number three oh, was plorp. Plorp. Plorp, oh, wow. plorp was the name that uh, his arm made when he pulled it off. That's right. Or the with sound. It. And in I fact, I am looking yeah. at it. At a, <laughs> no, no, it really was. It was like it was a voice. It really did make the sound plorp, plorp. when he pulled it off. And uh, so I'm looking at a frame from the original Arm Fall Off Boy comic, which is a DC comic. Uh, he was auditioning for the um, Justice League, and he says he pulls off his arm, transforms it into a deadly weapon, and he bangs it on the table for emphasis, saying, Die, villain! Hiya! That's really <laughs> That's in there. so bad. Wait, I can it, email it to you if y'all want it. And we used Plorp a lot in we the did. first episodes. We used Plorp for the first eight or so episodes and then forgot it. And, yeah. All right, here's another one. It's really easy. Everybody should be able Wait, to get, I get this. Did Nick get a point for that? No, or this is, is example. Okay. This All is right. just kind of getting you used to the games. All right, this hero has an armored suit. Yes, I did. Iron Man. No, but it's a good War guess. Uh, legs that can stretch up to 250 feet and can Inspector walk 30 miles per hour. Inspector Gadget didn't have an iron suit. Not a man is your third oh, clue. Iron Giant. No. Oh. The hero is Lady Stiltman. Which is in fact a real superhero that Excuse debuted me? in Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, in 2010. This is Google. not a ridiculous superhero from the past. This one just came about. Hey, on the uh, the rest of them aren't on that the hard. danger meter. Googling Lady Stiltman could could come up you, with some dangerous things. What do you, what do you think that's going to land on? I don't is know that about a five. Let's see. Oh, sure enough, Lady Stiltman. Lady Stiltman. It's a girl. It is. Well, it's a Lady Stiltman. It's a man. No, it's it, la- it's led to Lady. There's okay. See, she she's taking off of Stiltman. We can do this all day if you want to, but okay. Well, when when Super Girl came out, she didn't call herself Supergirl Man. Well, I didn't name her. I was just giving an example. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number one. This is for real points now, so you guys better be in the game. Well, I'm, re- this, I'm reading. So got an article. I've got to throw it. I'm reading Lady Stiltman comics. Well, stop. Okay, because they're not that good. Okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. Now, now, sometimes there's clues in here that are meant to throw you off, but here's clue number one: empowered by a super soldier serum, Captain America. Clue number two: beyond Olympic level strength and agility. That's what you were supposed to say, but it was a. It was a ruse. Beyond Olympic level strength and agility. Winter Soldier. Close. Number three, the only Avenger I'd marry if I was single. That is the only Avenger uh, in the movie I'd marry if I was single. That's black. If it's in the movie, it's Black Widow. You got it. I didn't think she had super soldier. She was empowered in you know in some versions of the comic book by a type of super soldier serum. How about that? Wow, I uh, that, that. I, that I did not realize. I Point not that. for Nick. Now, if you didn't get I that one, Davey boy, it. you're going to struggle. Well, I knew who Black Widow was, but I wasn't saying it because she she was not empowered by Super Serum. But she was. So that's one point for Nick. One zero. Here we See, go. That's where the comic book yeah. part is going to be yep. crucial. Here. Number you, two. You, you realize that I read um, one superhero comic when I was a kid, and it was Hulk the death of Superman. Well, the rest Ooh, of mine that were, was a good one. The rest of mine were Archie and Jughead. Okay, well, that you're going to pay for that mistake Digest. today. As Nick destroys you at the game. <laughs> Number two, blue uniform. I'm not going to answer the first one. Not partners with Hula Hula is your second clue. <laughs> okay, I'm out. <laughs> Who's Hula Hula? No, Hula. Plastic exactly. Man's partner. 
Number three, ability to stretch his body to absurd lengths. Genius level scientist, fantastic guy. Mr. Fantastic. You got it. I don't even know who that is. That's two to nothing. Uh, Who's Mr. Fantastic? I don't know, but if he were here, he would be destroying you in the game as well. Number three, this man has no actual superpowers. Um, David McConnell. Hey. It's a good guess. Hey. Very good guess. Hey. Expert tactician, millionaire ladies' man. Oh, oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony Stark, ah! Iron Man. No. No, that wasn't it. Bruce Wayne, Batman. Olympic-level athlete. That's Bruce, a good Bruce Wayne. Yes. No. Excellent shot. Uh, Green Arrow, Oliver Queen. Green Arrow. Mike, David, you're just, it's like you're just sitting there at the starting line, <laughs> not doing anything. My hands are tied behind my back, and I'm being punched in this, the face. It's a little, it's a little... <laughs> It's a little embarrassing. Okay, so Nick's up three to nothing. Here's number four. My Mr. Arms. Fantastic is, is, is dumb looking. I, I'm a little My worried uh, about you in this game, David. But but we press on. Number four, an attorney in Hell's Kitchen. Did you say Lee Preston? Um, Daredevil. I, and I can't think of his Daredevil first name. is correct. That's on the first clue. Wow. Um, what was his real name? Matthew Murdoch. Thank you. I'm okay. going back. I am interested in that show. I'm, I'm going back to trivia you. crack. Four nothing. You better pay attention. Ultimately empowered by exposure to gamma radiation. Spider-Man. Number one. The Hulk. Spider-Man. Oh, my gosh. What? I apologize oh, he to got the listeners by, He got bit by a radioactive uh, spider. Are actually the fans Hulk. of real comics. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. You got one. That's it. Well done. See, I was, I was having some uh, fake clues in there. I was and wondering you if you were going with the abomination. You got it. <sighs> Ultimately, she received a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner, but uh, gamma radiation was at the the bottom of it. So that's that's a four to one. After oh, by the five way, questions. I did finally see Guardians of the Galaxy this past week. I haven't seen it yet. What did you think? It was good. I, I mean, it, it was. I, I liked it. It. it but how like, many spoons out of five would you give it on our serial review scale? Three. Three. Ooh, that's not. What'd you good. do? Three, yeah, Three, but wow. I mean, like, who? I've heard it's great. It, as, as far as it from coming, who? who said it was great? Well, I'm not going to say because it's friends of ours. It was Kevin. What? I'm not going to say that. Okay, uh, I, I've actually heard Doctor Septum. So Kevin is the guy who says Guardians was the greatest movie he's ever seen in his entire life. Ever. That's a strong. And, and Winter Soldier review. put him to sleep. I think didn't Winter did, Soldier was great. Didn't okay. Doctor Septum say that he cut Winter Soldier off after 20 minutes? Yes. All right, Kevin, you Maybe need to call in. You need to call in and leave a voicemail and explain yourself. Yeah, we need we need some explanation cuz I saw We need fodder to mock you. I saw GOG. <laughs> Sorry. Did I we love you, play Kevin. that voicemail speaking of yeah, not we, Kevin but the other person that called in? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. from the Fine Bomb show cuz that was fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, we did. Okay. So I watched oh, it. It was, no, it was nowhere nearer to me any of the other ones that they had made in terms of it was again it was good it was very entertaining it's very fun look i think here's here's what i will say i think if that is more indicative of what will end up being marvel phase three marvel is in good hands but they they've got to keep doing that to keep people's trust okay once they once the core avengers that people know and love aren't kind of germane to the story anymore they've got to do titles like guardians but again it was a character people knew less and things like that, and so you've got to build up that relationship you did with you. you know the others kind of. Hey, by the way, spoiler alert: uh, Captain America is not going to die in Avengers Two. I've heard some talk of that, but it ain't going to happen. Why? Because he's in secret. He's in I know that War. because he's in Captain America Three. 
And so neither is Tony Stark. Yeah, and and then okay. that is also correct because uh, those they two have, guys are going to fight. Are each you other. for sure that he's in Captain America three? I am because the rumor was that he was going to die. It's not and true. That Winter Soldier was going to. Nope. Chris it, Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Are both in Captain America three, which happens after Avengers. Marvel okay. fans would not would not go to the theater to see Civil War if it was not Steve Rogers, Captain America, yeah. and Tony Stark. Right Agreed. Now. Okay. Okay. Number six. Uh, and by the way, folks, we do get to Christian topics and even deep ones shortly. Just <laughs> yeah, know. we are we are straight up going easy right now because yeah. it's not going to be easy the rest. Of the We're show. just getting our muscles a little tuned up here. All right, this particular hero fought in the Civil War. That's your clue number one. Fought in the Civil War. Gettysburg Man. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. Wolverine. How did you know Gettysburg Man was literally ripped in half by the Hulk? And has a skeleton infused with adamantium. Do you even have a guess there, Auburn sweatshirt boy? Someone got ripped in half by the Hulk. I, I googled Gettysburg Man. It's there's no superhero named that. <laughs> hey, that's another point for you, Nick. I heard that one. Okay. What did he say? He Wolverine. said Wolverine, which is the correct answer. Hey, anybody that's ever turned on a TV should know that. Wolverine, when you first said Wolverine got uh, fought the Hulk, I thought they were in different comic worlds. That's like no, name the author of Corinthians. You know, it's so easy. Okay, here's one you really should know. Quit Googling. Pictures. I'm Googling Wolverine. Okay, well, here's one you might know. You're one question behind. Okay. Did, why are you no, suddenly on? Lot. Okay, you have gotten on to me for looking at my cell phone. Yes. Tweeting. Yes. And Googling. I'm all things mad. that you do throughout the entire show. I know. I, but I don't think you can you can pay attention as well as I can doing that. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Maybe don't I, you preached a really down. good message today. Maybe I'm jealous, and, and it's coming out in aggression. It wasn't about jealousy. It was no, about reconciliation. Maybe I'm mad. That, okay. Anyway, Go number ahead. seven. This particular superhero has a mild-mannered alter ego that is a bit fragile. Uh, Superman. That's a good guess. Number oh. two. Able to go toe-to-toe with Superman and once fought him to a standstill. Shazam. That's a good guess. That's actually a good guess. I'm Mighty Mouse. David. Number three, derives Batman. his power from a castle or fortress. He-Man. Yes, He-Man. You got another wow. one. He-Man falls Superman? Yes, in the comics. Oh, did. I actually didn't know. Well, really? You, David? That fortress that. is called Castle Grayskull. So that's By five to two. Power of no longer a slaughter. Uh, still a, a sound I got in trouble. victory. I got in trouble with that when I was a kid. That was one of the things we couldn't watch. Really? He-Man. Had a lot of sorcery and stuff in it. I had my sister convinced I was He-Man by a variety of deceptions that were ungodly. Oh, sure okay. enough. Next he one. Fought, he fought Superman. <laughs> yes. Number one, this hero first appeared in 1940 in the comic books. Superman. Good guess. Number two, that was 1938, though. Superboy. Number two, originally very loosely based on Robin Hood. Robin. Batman and Robin. You got it. That's really good. Really? Yes. My next clue was wore green pants, in quotes, because those things weren't pants. Whatever they were, they weren't pants. (laughs) Number four, Olympic-level gymnast whose parents died tragically. Oh, so it was Robin, not it Batman. It was Robin, Robin. Okay. yes. Making right. him the ward of somebody else, also known as the boy wonder. Last hey, question. Score? It's five to three. Five to three now. Uh, Last so I, question. So I can't win. This is a tough no. one, but you might be able to guess it anyway. Is this more three Shot points? in the dark. It could be. If you get this one, I'm, I'll be impressed. We'll say that. The uh, first name of this hero is Arthur. The second name of this hero is Curry. Clue number three, excellent swimmer. Aquaman. Yes, Aquaman. Wow. wow. Clue number four, spoke with fish. Big comeback, but wow. going to fall just short. Still still five to four. That's, that's a lot closer than it could have been. 
All right, boys, that's the uh, that's the comic book game. David, you started out looking like a uh, made you nervous there for a minute, didn't I, Nick? Uh, yeah. On the last question, because I thought Chase was going to give you bonus points. I thought about it, but that wouldn't have been fair. Well, here's but I will at least say he this: picked it up. yeah, because we're always fair during these games. Credit, yes, the <laughs> games that I never win. Um, some of your clues were very good because they were they were correct, but they were. I mean, you had to know. Like, I didn't know that about Robin. I honestly Ah, didn't. Well, the first clue about him being initially loosely based on Robin Hood, I did not realize that. Well, it's time to continue on in the Bible slash comic book show to our next topic, which is probably something more serious than what I just did. And we will pass to the loser. Go ahead, David. Uh, Go, Big L. All right. Well, we're going to get into a uh, serious discussion, guys. Been a little uh, low key so far tonight, but uh, we need to pick things up. Serious. I think we can do. We're serious. pretty goofy. I mean, especially tonight. I think we can do serious. Nick, Nick might still be hurting from the um, the scare he had there in my almost epic comeback. But uh, we're um, Chase, Chase is a is an inclusion guy, and so what I knew is that he wasn't going to let you out on a limb. And so I know the questions was, he did have. Um, if you hadn't been gaining. And then he he switched it to easy mode for you. And I have no That's with true. I do want a closer game than what we were. Getting, I should have. So. I should. I, I would like to say I just should have just been shouting out answers. But the fact is, it wouldn't have helped me in a lot of those because I had no idea who they were. Well, you just were throwing up three pointers from the half court line, and they were going in. So I mean, that's it's impressive. Looking at Mister Magnificent, yeah, uh, makes me understand. Oh, Mister Fantastic, yes, not Mister Magnificent. <laughs> that's close. Is there four of them? The Fantastic Four, yes. Yeah. Okay, because see that makes sense. His uni- his uniform has the four on it, yep. and that that explains. I have a T shirt that just has a four on it, and I get a lot of questions, and that makes more sense. Now. So let me get this straight. Anyway, you have a T shirt. It has a four a on it. For, for no, it's not. It, it really is. An, I've no, seen it it's before. an old Navy T shirt for a comic book team. It's an old Navy that t-shirt you don't know how they had a four on it. Matthew chapter seven. Oh yeah, we we're trying. To Jesus, be I told you it was going to be hard. Jesus, I will gives, say if you if you ever. You say Reed Richards looks like a goober. Um, his wife does not, and just nerds get the power of intellect. Just Matthew seven, Jesus deals with um, with inappropriate thoughts toward comic book characters. <laughs> Whoa, wow, that's spot on, isn't it? <laughs> so they made movies. <laughs> All right, Matthew chapter seven. So in the Hall of Dogma. Um, uh, Chris Studdard from the UK. From Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, UK, who just beat Manchester City in soccer this week. Yeah, what happened? Shocking like, how did that happen? I don't know. Okay, we're still struggling here. <laughs> okay, Keep so Chris, Pass, David. Chris uh, posted in the hall, question, I, having enjoyed episode 34 and the discussion on false teachers who then... Who then are the people Jesus mentions in Matthew chapter 7, as I think it's probably not just false teachers as specified in Peter and Jude? So nice call back by Chris to episode 34. Chase, can you read Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23 for us? Uh, Read it? Yes. Uh, Well, I will recite it from memory. How about that? Everyone, this is Matthew seven, twenty four through twenty seven, not from memory. This is the uh, the ESV. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came. And I'm reading the wrong passage, aren't I? Thank you. All Where right. did you start? I started in twenty four. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> 
I mean, I memorized the wrong passage. So you just did this whole thing about how you had memorized yeah. the passage, and then you you recited the wrong thing. Totally. I mean, I know all of Matthew. Look, that so is not an edit kinda, point, Nick. That is. Yeah, I, know. That oh, is I would staying. ask. I would ask for an edit point, but that I know is staying I know exactly where it is. Go okay, ahead. So how about uh, I'll start a few verses earlier this okay. time. Not everyone, verse twenty-one says, who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness." Wow. So so Chris is asking the question, you know, who who then are the people if they're not if they're not just you know, false teachers, as is mentioned in Peter and Jude. Um, who are these individuals? And this is a passage of Scripture that pastorally I've been asked a lot of questions about over the years and, and certainly have looked at and wrestled with. I mean, you, you understand what's happening just on the surface. You have a group of individuals, and this is what Jesus is telling us, that there's going to be some people who are going to stand before him, they're going to see him, and they're going to call him Lord, Lord. So this is not; these are not atheists who are surprised to find out there is, actually is a God. This is not people who, um, you know, are of other religions and didn't believe the right things about Jesus. These are people who are saying, "Lord, Lord." Yes, they know who he is. They know who he is. They call him Lord, and then they begin to um, tell him of these amazing, quite miraculous things that they did in his name. I mean, if I'm, if I'm honest, things that I've never done in, in the name of Christ. <laughs> um, but Jesus is saying, I'm going to look at these individuals and say, I never knew you. Yes. So that, that's, that's, you know, that, that's a place in Scripture where you read that and you've got to, to ask, what is happening here? Who are these people? And um, and how you know how would I know if I, I'm one of these individuals? So Chase, I'm gonna toss it to you first for just some opening thoughts about uh, Matthew chapter seven. Okay, so not the whole thing, but these yeah, particular just, verses, since you obviously know the entire chapter by <laughs> by memory. Precisely. <laughs> um, this is a this is a tough passage. Uh, it it really makes you wrestle. It's it's like a a bucket of cold water to the face, and that's a, it's a good thing. It's a challenging thing. Here's here's my kind of uh, my surface take, and and hopefully we'll get a little bit deeper than this. But this is essentially Jesus saying to people, "Hey, if you do the works of the kingdom, and not just the minor league works of the kingdom, like you know praying, reading your Bible, or whatever, these are good things." But this is Jesus saying. There will be people who do supposed major works of the kingdom, like prophesying, which to know how important that is, go look in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, where where Paul calls it uh, amongst the greatest of the gifts, Uh, casting out demons and mighty works. Jesus calls them mighty works. Uh, Jesus is saying there's going to be people who know him, who do these amazing things, but ultimately are rejected to hell because he says to them quite simply, I never knew you. So that's my opening take on this passage. It's shocking. So, you know, the, the one thing that, that that has always stood out to me about the passage, and, and I don't know that this is, this is not, I think, a full explanation, 
But one of the things is that, that these individuals are focused on the things they did. Okay. Now, Agreed. now I, I will say, you know, so let me finish that thought. So, okay, they, they are focused on the things they did. They are looking at Christ, calling Lord, and they're saying, but I, I did this in your name. I did this. So they're listing out the things that, that they did. But um, he says, but I never knew you. So there, to some degree, you could look at that and say, okay, well, here's a relationship between – or here's a comparison between works and, and, and relationships. Yes. So these, these people are focused on the works they did, um, and, these, and, and Jesus is focused on relationship. And, um, but, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure it's that easy because – there's other passages like Second Corinthians chapter five that says one day we're going to stand before Christ and we're going to give an account for all the deeds we've done in the body, whether good or bad. So, in in some ways, I mean, and and, and James talks about doing good works is evidence of your faith. So, in some ways, it's not as easy as to say this is a simple, you know, this is a comparison between works and relationship. It's because, not, and even Jesus Himself, in a similar passage in Luke six forty six, He said, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you?" Again, yes. a, a passage yeah. based on works, but, yeah. but you never see them. The things they're listing out here are not the things you see Jesus equating with Him himself and the character he wants to see in his people selflessness love for one another things like this this is their name stuff not his name stuff are you Even, talking about like um character fruit of the spirit yeah um i, I i'm thinking birth. of of loving on the least of these as you've done the least of these so you've done to me it, I, you're pointing out what i think is one major interpretation of the passage, which is that the focus here is is not so much that the people Jesus is talking to were doing mighty works of righteousness, but they were doing the wrong things. Well, I will say the thing that, tri- that trips me up about this passage is I don't understand if they weren't in Christ how their use of Christ's name had any power um, over demons. That's wow, one that's thing that's always deal. tripped me out, but that's not germane to the discussion I think we're having. But it, it is interesting to me that they were able to, in in in, in charismatic strands of, of modern Christianity, these guys would have conferences, you know, devoted to them. Um, and the Lord says that they may not be. This passage indicates that it, it, the last days they may not be welcomed into the kingdom. That that scares the tar out of me. Well, uh, all right. Think think for a moment about Judas. Yeah. All right. Judas is, um, you know, we know him as what was what it called? The son of perdition. Yes. So, so we we know that that he was not of Christ, um, and 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 not truly in Christ. Although on the other side, um, no one got that. No one knew that there was not a distinction made. Like the night that Jesus said, "One of you is going to betray me." Like, they didn't all point to Jesus. Yeah, they didn't all go, well, I knew it. It's yeah. got to be him. You know, <laughs> it's, they're asking, is it I, is it I? So, you know, the, the inference is Judas went out and did all the things that the, the other disciples did, or at least he Healed, went, he, he went with them. Yeah, there's no, there's no recording that we have in Scripture of people coming back and saying, I wonder why Judas can't. <laughs> Precisely. Can't drive out demons. I mean, he was obviously, you know, we assume he was with them and doing those things. Yet, in the end, he truly was not in Christ. 
that that's that's amazing and you know it, it's easy for us to kind of look back on that and think of Judas in those terms but you know how how does an individual this is this is you know pastorally I think one of the places you put the question is how does an individual you know how does that not become scary to to us um, how does that not become where we're going um what does that mean? That, David? Does that scares mean? the tar out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually think it should be. I actually think some fear is good. But, uh, Chase, do you have a response to that? How does it not become scary? Well, okay, let me ask it this way. How does an individual read that? How does an individual know I'm not this person? If you're reading Matthew 7 and you're saying, I do not want to be this man. I do yes. not want to be one of the, the men or women that Jesus looks at and says, but I never knew you. That, what would, someone comes to you and they're worried about that. What would your pastoral counsel be? It's a it's a, it's a good question. I think one of the things we we do sometimes pastorally is we can try to take the edge off of scriptures that are uh, exceedingly sharp. And this is a scripture that is exceedingly sharp. And and as a pastor, I there, there, you want to you want to really work a a fine line. There with with these kind of scriptures, you don't want to blunt them. You don't want to take the edge off. At the same time, this is not saying that everybody's going to hell. This is not saying that there's no hope for you. If there's no hope for these people that are prophesying and doing miracles, there's no hope for you. I think the gist of this passage is pointing back to knowing Jesus. And when I think about how do you know that you know Jesus, you know, Paul talks about uh, testing yourself yes. to see if you're in the faith. I think that's a that's a good thing. Some people are worried whenever you make them ask the question, you know, do I know Jesus? Am I rooted in him? I don't worry about that too much because I think it's a theme of the scripture. And when I think about this, I think about 1 John and, and all of the, the ways that we're to know we're in Christ the way John talks about it in his first epistle. Okay. Uh, for, for instance, like 1 John, 1, uh, 1 John 2, 3, by this we know that we have come to know him uh, if we keep his commandments. Um, whoever keeps his word in him, the truly the love of God is perfected. By this we know that we are in him. And a passage you referred to uh, this morning in your sermon uh, about First John 4, 7, and 8, it's the love that we have for each other that indicates that we are followers of Jesus. Um, those are the, those are signs, fruits that we're in Christ, and I think this is the thing Jesus is pointing to uh, to know Him and to to see the fruit. You know, by the you will know them by their fruits. Which is um, so that's interesting because um, that's kind of the opposite. So there's um, I actually heard someone preaching on it this week. It may have been Paul Washer, but it was a. Uh, a lot of people say you can't judge a book by its cover. Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus right. says you can look at someone um, and and you know see what their life is producing and, and get an idea of what they're about. Yes. Um, I, I want to point. I want to make a comparison. Um, uh, you know, because there the question, of course, is well, who are you know who are these people? And I, I don't know that we answer that question by saying necessarily a group, this is a particular group. So this is false teachers or this is, you know, but what kind of people maybe um, are being described here? And, and I, I don't know that I have the answer. I do want to make a comparison real quick and get, get y'all's thoughts on that. Matthew 13, Jesus talks about the parable of the sower. Um, and essentially in, 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 in that parable, he, he says that, you know, the, uh, the gospel going out is like seed being 
thrown out by a farmer, and some of that seed is going to fall on um, you know different different types of um, different types of ground. And so he describes um, you know the uh, the rocky ground. So some of the some of the the seed will go upon um, the path. Some on rocky ground. Others. Um, seed falls among thorns, and then some falls on good soil. And that that falls on good soil, it it you know actually grows into a crop, into um, a harvest. Um, and he describes in there that um, that the um, the the seed on rocky ground. He says this is a person. So he says each each soil represents an individual and a type of individual, and that one of the types of individuals is the rocky ground. And this is someone who um, hears the word, so hears the gospel, and immediately receives it with joy. So this is an individual who hears the gospel of Christ and says, yes, yes, I want that, and receives it and is joyful about it. Yet, Jesus says, verse 21, Matthew um, 13, um, has no root in himself, endures for a while, so he endures in the faith for a while. And by the way, Jesus doesn't explain how long that while is. Could be a while. But when tribulation or per- persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. So this is an individual who receives it with joy, and and they endure for a while. Yeah. Maybe they join a church. Maybe they go on mission trips. Maybe they are like Judas was, doing all of these different works. But at some point... They proved that they never actually had root in themselves, that saving faith, and, and something happens, and they fall away. And so I, I tend to equate the people of Matthew 7 to maybe those who are rocky ground in Matthew 13, and that what, what it appears to be is that they're, they're enduring for a while, uh, but eventually fall away, and maybe when they stand before Christ, that's what they point out. Well, but I did this, and I did this, did and that. I did this, and Jesus says, but, but truly you were never saved. Um, that, that's an equation that I give there, and I think hmm. um, you know, what the Bible points us to, and by the way, uh, you know, it, it says in Matthew 7, it'll be those doing the will of the Father. Well, First Thessalonians 4 says, at least this is part of the will of God, the will of God is your sanctification, hmm. uh, First, First Thessalonians 4, 4, 3. So, that sanctification is growing in faith and growing in that gospel fruit being born. Um, the Bible says over and over, persevere, do not give up, do not fall away. Read Hebrews. It's all throughout there. Keep going, keep going, keep going. There is no assurance of salvation apart from endurance. Yes. And, and that's not endurance that saves you. No. It's endurance that shows you have roots in Jesus. You know, you brought up the parable of the sower. I would add to that what Jesus says in John 15 uh, about abiding and how, you know, apart from roots in Jesus, apart from that relationship. And that, I think that's what he's talking about when he says, I never knew you. Apart from real roots in Jesus, you can't do the works of the kingdom. You can look like you are. Yes. As you said, you can appear for all the world to be a Christian, but the fruit of it will, will not, there will be no fruit of it ultimately. And, and, and that's the, you know, that, that, um, you know, that bearing out of fruit um, like you said, that endurance and bearing out of the fruit is proof of that salvation. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who will worry about, well, I don't remember the day. I don't remember the day and the time that I got saved. And, and I think it's good. I think it's good to be able to point to a day and point to a time because I do think there is a moment of conversion. So you go from, from darkness to light, from death to life. But 
Um, I think what is much more important is, are you trusting in Christ today? Because when I say there's no assurance of salvation apart from endurance, I mean, if you are not still trusting in Christ today for salvation, then it doesn't matter what happened six years ago or 16 years ago. The gospel is you you endure you, you those you know by your endurance you will save your life i think it says in luke uh, jesus did so there's it's not just about having a moment that you get saved it's about a day by day trusting in christ and and these people who truly didn't have saving faith and a root in them at some point prove prove that prove that it was never there by um you know falling by falling away which that, that's of course the reformed you know, slant. I think our Arminian brothers would say they they choose to walk away. And Nick is looking at you askance with that. <laughs> I, I will I will say um, I, I thought early in on in this that it, some of this some of the discussion did war in my mind with perseverance of the saints. The and I am not trying to start a you know age old conflict there, but if those who spring up. The parable of the sower, a lot of times when I hear it taught, even by Arminians, is, you know, they feel saved. It's, it's an emotional thing rather than a conversion thing, and that's why they, they fall away. And to me, I'm afraid that wouldn't, wouldn't jive with Matthew 7, where, where they are able to perform these works it, to me. Um, I was kind of, I was jumping back and forth and um, over in, in Matthew 8, I was kind of reading through where maybe, you know, because there's sometimes these big sermons and then Jesus will kind of turn to the, the core 12 and go, that's what I meant. Um, yeah, which, yeah. And the next, the next thing where you see him kind of, rather than this big kind of parable liquor, it's a general story about him. And, and I don't know time-wise how this kind of falls in, but it's where, um, Oh, I had to pull up a second. The cost of following Jesus, and it's where the rich man comes up to him, um, or scribe came up to him, said, "Teacher, I'll follow you wherever you go." And he said, um, "Foxes have holes, and birds have their nests, but son of man has nowhere to lay his head." And another disciple said, "Lord, let me go bury my father." And he said, "Follow me and leave the dead to bury their bed." And there's a degree of, I don't know, that's a cost there that that's that's heavy. Um, that I, you know, I don't wonder if these guys didn't follow him for a time, and then the cost got too much to bear. And it, and it does go to the idea of persevering. Yeah. Um, uh, and, that's, and that's where I, I, I don't want to trip over that, that I, the conflict we were joking about. But um, you, you do see these, these verses, those who persevere to the end will be saved. And, and I don't know, that's, that's a tough thing for me because the cost he talks about here, and, and I look at, at me and my, my own life, and, I, and I'm going, you know, what do I put ministry on hold for sometimes? And that and that's a conviction to me, and, it, and I pray in grace that that's what these discussions and these verses are for to be challenging, so that you know you begin to reprioritize those things. But it is it's a well it's it, a scary thing. And really, either way you look at it, now, I, I am I'm going to come from that bent. I'm not going to sure. say I'm a reform guy because I got in trouble for that. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a little bet in the Hall of Dogma about uh, how many times I said that a show, so I'm not going to say <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. That is delightful. Um, but, um, is he over or under, Emmanuel? <laughs> I did, no, I think it was John Talley who, who said that, which I was just trying to point out. I like to remind everybody that I'm on the side of truth. But regardless, it's... Uh, <laughs> no, there is... Uh, oh, the next right, order's music is going to be great. All right, so, so you know, where I'm coming from is Perseverance of the Saints 
you you persevere to the end, those who are in Christ, God will ensure their perseverance, and He will do that not not by um, not because I think it's John Piper that puts it. It's not like eternal security is a vaccination shot that you get one time and you're immune from then on. It's more like a counselor that he is putting things mm. down the path to ensure that you stay on the path, yeah. that he's going to he's going to keep you remaining there. Now, on the 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 non reform side, it is more of a you've got to persevere because if you don't, then you're going to fall away or walk away and lose your salvation. Mm. But either way, the call like, don't get lost in the theology of it, because the call is to persevere. Amen. The, the call Amen. is perseverance. It is, it is keep going, enduring. Proverbs says, a righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets back up. It's, you've got to keep going. Persevere. Don't give up in the faith. And Hebrews points us to how important it is to encourage each other every day that we're doing that to help with our, you know, help, help each other endure. Endurance in the faith is assurance of salvation, and really, whichever theology you prescribe to is just kind of the underworking of, of how that of how that happens. The, the call is persevere, endure, keep going, and and I question whether or not maybe these people in Matthew seven that's what happened. They didn't. Well, Jesus said he never knew them. Uh, no, I knew you for a while, and then you fell away. He said, "I oh, never, good... I, I never knew you." I, I will say this: well, look at Chase bringing lots. Kind well, of, but, uh, okay, but hang on. I'm sorry. Oh boy. But, okay, but. Round one, you know, ding, no. So if, and I'm not, I don't want to defend my, you know, like the, my position's right because I'm not sure. But I'm just saying, in Matthew 13, the issue was he always knew they really weren't saved. The people in rocky ground, he always knew they weren't saved. He always knew they really had no root in them. They just didn't know that. Right. So for him to say, "I never knew you," um, would be true. He he never did know them. Right. They, they just thought they knew him. I think we're agreeing. Oh well, I thought you were. I thought you were. Um, you were countering what I was saying. I guess you were countering because I was talking about perseverance. Yeah, I was. And, I was. And, just these, and real, these, no. these people never had anything to persevere in. It, precisely, okay, they okay. didn't start the race and fall out. They never started. Okay, the race. I'm sorry. I, I needed to catch up. That's okay. You were That's being okay. slow. No. Uh, wait. What? No. <laughs> I, I will say this, kind of synthesizing oh, the, the thing that both of you guys just said, uh, David. You talked about a lot of people don't remember the day or time they got saved. They, Ever since the Second Great Awakening in America, we have way overemphasized decisions for Christ. We have overemphasized the start of the journey. And I think, you know, just looking at even the, the verse that uh, uh, Nick pointed out, Matthew eight twenty two, and even the, more, the, the Matthew 7 passage we're talking about, it doesn't emphasize the start of the journey. It doesn't emphasize the beginning. It's to Jesus. He's always talking about, follow me. Matthew eight twenty two, follow me. And, and Matthew 7, he's talking about knowing me. It's, it is an ongoing thing. And I, I think, I'm not saying there's not a beginning to the journey. I am saying when you look in the New Testament, you don't really see where exactly John becomes a Christian or hmm. Peter becomes a Christian. Where does that happen? I'm not even sure you see precisely where Paul becomes a Christian. Is it uh, when he's prayed for and the scales fall off of his eyes? Is it on the Damascus Road? I think the Bible un- – I'll say this. I think we overemphasize the point of, of the decision to follow Jesus, and the Bible emphasizes following Jesus. 
That's well, and, and knowing him. And this is an interesting discussion that we don't have time for today, so we'd have to come <laughs> back to it later. But it is, it's one of the, the discussions we've had at the Hall of Dogma Church a lot about when it comes to altar calls and invitations, yes. which we are for. I mean, I have, you know, there's a, I, I made a call to the gospel this morning. Um, but, you know, I, I do not. I would not sit down with someone who is questioning about coming to know Christ and counsel them in such a way of, you know, okay, they've they've prayed, they've accepted Christ, and then me say, okay, hey, you're saved, you're saved, yeah. right. because I don't I, like. There's how do no I know? I have no authority to say that. I have no way to know that. I, I can I can point to Scripture that says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you don't have to you don't have to wonder. But like to me, the appropriate encouragement at that moment is one of perseverance and endurance. Like you've got to keep going. Yeah. Not a okay. You've you've done this. Now you are safe from now on, no matter what, and and always be confident of that. Yeah. I, Jesus taught some things that are opposite of you know that that point to you know unwarranted confidence is bad, which is what happens Precisely. here in Matthew seven. And that's why I think it's it's a little bit dangerous to put out a bulletin or a newsletter or a Facebook blast or whatever and talk about how many people got saved that day. Uh, salvation at the end of the year. Exactly. You, you can't see. Hmm. God can. God could put out that bulletin. But churches that, and, and ministers and people that put out that thing, you're just seeing the seed go into the ground. And, and you don't know what's going to become of it. And I think it gets into the realm of boasting to talk about how many people were saved in your service today. <laughs> just, you know, I, I hope I said that with some level of niceness, niceties. We probably have not done justice to the Matthew seven. Um, say that got deep. Yeah, conversation. But I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts. There was some. Um, there was some. Uh, you know, people who uh, commented on it in the in the uh, in the Hall of Dogma, and um, you know, we we would love to hear your feedback, and and uh, maybe that discussion there can continue if it uh, catches fire, so to speak, in the hall. Can I say one closing thing since I think you're closing yeah, the show absolutely. out? No, I'm not closing the show out. I'm just closing that segment out. Okay. Well, I, I know it's I know it's time. So I will say uh, after our interview with Tony, after talking about Chris Studdard's uh, Matthew 7. Wait, wait, wait. You're wait. a time traveler right Chase, now. we okay. haven't had our interview with Tony Spoiler yet. alert. <laughs> An interview with Tony's coming up and it happened. How did you – uh, How do you know? In our past, in but your editing. future. Have you have you been with uh, Samuel Lovell today? I have. The doctor and I have journeyed all around, and it's been awesome. D- oh, just God. to say this, I love the people in the Hall of Dogma. Amen. They are awesome. I mean, just, just talking to Tony, I'm just assuming it's going to be great. How about that? And awesome. thinking about Chris's post and, and all that, it, it, just check out hallofdogma.com. If you're listening to this podcast, you will find a home for yourself online at, at the Facebook group Hall of Dogma. Absolutely. I'm a fan. Okay, so we, we've got to get – for the rest of us who have uh, actually not been to the interview with Tony, we're about to get to Hall Monitor with the director in just a moment. Chase, Chase and the doctor have already been, Yeah, apparently. Um, we are we're not going to be able to do the um, Bronner Burgess story um, this tonight week. this week. Yeah, um, but uh, we, we for did. one, Nick has disappeared. Yes, which but again, Chase, the fact that Nick is not here right now 
but Nick is going to show back up in the Tony. That's going to be confusing, that's going to, be confusing to, people. to people. This is what you get time traveling inside a <laughs> podcast. It's troubling. <laughs> so you, I'm gonna. I, I need to catch. I need to try to keep better taps on Samuel and where you and yes. him are at any given moment. So, but we're going to. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna come back to the Bronner story later on, and. Um, uh, and 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 deal with that because we do want to talk about it. But before we get to Hall Monitor with uh, the director, let's do a little listener feedback. Ah, uh, yeah. Because uh, we've had uh, we've had some uh, good interactions this week on Tons. Twitter. Yes. So uh, at Richie Devotee, what do you think yeah. about that? Does that sound about right? Uh, Devotee is what I would say. So that's pretty okay. close. Pretty uh, close. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. At our devotee, he uh, said, listening to the podcast for the first time this week, love the news stories from around the world, uh, love the news stories from the around the world segments that sold me on the podcast will be an avid listener from now on. So just point out that uh, my segment brought someone into the fold. I love your segment. Yeah. We didn't do it today. We did the game, but yeah. I, I still love your segment. All right, it'll be One back next favorites. week. And and thank you, Richie. Richie has went back and started listening to all the old episodes, and so there's some devotion there, and we greatly appreciate that. You are the man. Speaking of that kind of devotion, I got to give a shout out to podcast listener Katie. Who yes. who let us know this week that she listened to every episode of the Gospel Friends, all thirty four up yep. to this the, up to that point in a week and a half. You understand that ten is days between fifty and sixty hours of content because this is perhaps the longest single podcast in the world. Well, and that is why I'm not going to use Katie's last name so her employer never has any evidence that against a, her because I'm, I'm not sure where she found time for that much Gospel Friends. But a big shout-out to Katie and appreciate her listening, all of you Thank guys you, who Katie. listen to the show. Did I you hope have you're any, okay. Did you have any interactions uh, or listener feedback, Chase, that interested you this week? I had a, I had a lot, actually. Uh, I'm trying to look for some good ones. Heard from a gentleman in Detroit that's picked up the show, uh, Nate Phillips. He says he's enjoying it so far, and that's great. Um, I, and, and Nate, um, Eric Lopez, uh, at Big Easy 3737, which uh, has been a listener for a while, he actually chimed in on that and said, Gospel Friends is my absolute favorite podcast right now. It's like listening to Friends Talk. I, I would say Eric Lopez is probably one of the nicest people you could ever know. Well, he, I, Just, you know, from, like a, friend. from a distance. Yep. Yeah. So, Good guy. Shout Eric, out to Eric, you, Eric. Join the Hall of Dogma. Maybe you can join us for. I think uh, he's in the Hall of Dogma. Is he? Okay. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll look it up. Well, if, you're, if you're not, Eric, join it and uh, do some interaction there. Maybe we can get you on Hall Monitor one day. Uh, Charlotte Ryerson, a uh, listener from Texarkana, Texas, uh, is listening to the po- podcast this week. She said that we were a riot. And uh, I think in a lot of ways there's truth to that. We uh, kind of sound like a, a bit of a riot, but we're trying to get uh, more orderly and, and all that kind of good stuff. You can check her out. At- I think she actually may have meant like funny laugh riot. Oh. Yeah, I think you were being a little literal. I was. I was yeah. kind of kidding, too. Okay. But that was a very nice thing to say. You can check her out at C. Ryerson Music. That's at C. Ryerson Music. Right. How about uh, this little interaction you had this week with Rhyme and Treason Radio? Oh, yes. So Rhyme and Treason Radio um, 
Uh, I think you followed them, yes. which, by the way, every now and then, it's funny to watch as you follow people on Twitter and we get the, did you really mean to do that? Yes. And we've had people who have actually had bets with their friends about how long it would take them to get us to unfollow them True. by what they put out on Twitter. Yes. But uh, Ramen Trees and Radio tweeted us and says, uh, tweeted us and said, um, well, wait, what did they say, Chase? Because I just lost it. Oh, you did? Okay. No, hang on. I'm looking. Uh, got to scroll we, down there. We should uh, fill in. What did they say? I, I'm, I'm actually scrolling down as well. They uh, did they say anything? <laughs> yeah, this is good. This is good. This radio. is good. This is good air right here. So they uh, they tweeted us and said, "Here to battle heretics." You say. So why did you f- did you follow us? Because you wanted to fight. We are heathen heathen atheists who drink beer. And I tweeted back and said, yes, we love a good fight at the My Gospel Friends show. First of all, though, what's your favorite beer? So my first thought was we're kind of heathens who drink beer. We're just not atheists. Uh, But I guess we're sanctified heathens and growing in grace through justification. So there's a – Amen. And I don't drink a lot of beer. It's not very tasty to me. I I don't drink a ton of beer. I probably drink more than you do. That's not saying Um, much. I really probably drink 10 a year maybe. Oh, that many? Yeah. Alky? Uh, Ten a year? You think that makes me an alcoholic? Should I go to a 12-step program? I tell you, I, I have... Maybe 12 a year. I have drank more beer this year than I have, like, up to this point in, uh, in previous years, uh, because it's only January, third week of January, oh, that's because true. I was invited to a, a friend's... Like birthday gathering. Were well, you going to throw him under the bus? No, I'm just saying we were supposed to. We there. were supposed to bring beer. Yes, and so I brought some. And and then here's the thing: like at the end of the night, there was there was most of that left over. I mean, yeah. I brought a six back, and there was there was four left. So I yep. took it home with me, and I found I out later that. that that is a party foul. Yeah, it it is. You know, when you go to a Christmas kind of gathering with your family and you bring gifts. You don't get to bring the gifts back with you. Okay. You give them and they stay. And the same with if you have a party that's, you know, bring your own beer, you kind of leave them with a the party person. It's well, a, but, it's a but, gift. No, it's but it's not a but no one said bring beer for him. It was just bring beer. Well, let me ask you if, this. If you drink, like it was like a if if you do drink, bring some because we, you know, what so bring did it. you get Joshua for his birthday? Um, I, I went and hung out with him for the night. Oh, so yourself? <laughs> That's very gave, good. Okay, I gave him. You know what? Some I, got him, my, I got him some beer that I left behind. So. Actually, I got him. Um, I, I didn't consider my presence a gift uh-huh. enough. I took the beer back because I actually bought him Creed's greatest hits. I just haven't given it to him. Okay, yet. well, that's kind of what we call a reverse or an anti-present. It doesn't really help. Oh, so anyway, back Rhyme to and treason. Rhyme and treason. So, so they tweeted us back, and they said, well, that's horrible. Fighting is what got us all here in the first place. Preach peace or be silent. God is love. Yes. Which I thought they said it's they funny. didn't believe in God. A couple of reasons. Are they yeah. being funny? I don't know. But just for the record, we're being funny. We don't yeah. fight a lot of people. Rhyme and treason. We were, we were d- DJ Gower and DJ Matador. Um, have formed like Voltron, which, by the way, I love Voltron. So, Voltron's awesome. So, guys, we were just um, – What about it, it our Hindu friend? Should I read no, his, his no. tweets to us? Chase, no. Okay. We have a Hindu stalker, and, and you should not read his tweets. Yeah. Like no one – He's an expert at being profane. We'll he, just leave it look, at that. Look, he, he, he knows – he knows some profanity, and oh, uh, man. and he doesn't like Christians. Oh, oh, man. And he lets us know that. Yes, he does. All right, so great week on the Twitter. We passed 20,000 followers this Praise week. Praise God Good that. job, Chase and David. Yes. Um, I, I was praising God for it, but, you know, if you want to 
Oh, I'm sorry. Raise those other two people. That's <laughs> fine. Being, I guess. Well, I was being funny because I'm only responsible for nine of those. And so it was a joke. Now but you actually you absolutely do, you praise do God. tweeting and, and you actually uh, mornings and stuff when I'm not around, you tweet back people who tweet to us, so you're you're very interactive. Well, I'm on there. Really I'm on there. I just I did I'm not responsible for the gathering up of the followers. Ah well. So it's it's a good thing that's happening with the show. We're happy about that. All right, so we appreciate all of the interaction uh, on Twitter. We, 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 we certainly talk about the Hall of Dogma a lot, and that's where we're going to be able to have much more in-depth interaction. Um, but we have a lot of great um, interaction on uh, Twitter as well. So we want to do one last thing. We're about to get the Hall Monitor, but um, our good friend uh, Jared uh, Buckley, who was if, – if you go back to some of the previous episodes, and I didn't look it up, but Jared – uh, we, there was a story, I think it was Richard Dawkins, who um, talked about – it was about aborting uh, children with special needs, yes, right, and, yes. and uh, particularly maybe Down syndrome Correct. children. And um, so we uh, – Jared is um, a uh, missionary church planner out in Utah and uh, has a, um, a, a, a special needs daughter, Down syndrome um, little girl who is absolutely beautiful and um, – he he's he runs a blog and uh, talks about um, he helps train up families and so Jared's a great guy um, champion for special needs kids and their families absolutely and and really has a heart uh, for mission work yep. and uh, but Jared's been going through a tough time lately as they've had a, a their their third child uh, and a little boy and he's been having some medical issues Noah yeah open he actually just got out of the hospital with uh, severe RSV. Uh, and uh, Jared, I just let you know, my family went through that with, uh, I think we had three kids hospitalized with RSV, and I'm not even kidding. My son was hospitalized for 10 days with that when he was just two weeks old. I know how gut-wrenching that is, but Noah, their son, has um, has heart surgery, open-heart surgery coming up uh, in the near future. And, and so I, I just thought it would be a good idea to close the show praying. Well, not close the show, close this section of the show praying for Jared and Noah and and the Buckley family. So um, I guess we'll just do that now. Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask for your hand to be mightily on the Buckley family that, number one, we thank you for what you're doing in their lives, for how they are standing up for the least of these and pointing people to Jesus. Lord, we don't understand why they have to go through uh, the turmoil they're going through, but we know that you said we would have trouble and tribulation in this world, but that you you have overcome it. You've overcome it all. You've overcome the world. So, God, I, I just pray in a in a deep, really strong, obvious way, you show your mercy and grace to the Buckley family this week. You carry them through the, the lead up to this surgery and the follow away from the surgery, and that you would do a mighty, miraculous, powerful work in young Noah Buckley, Lord, healing his heart and, and letting him grow to be a, a praise to the nations in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, it's time for the Hall Monitor segment this week Woo! and the exciting new turn of Hall Monitor. We've got to get a badge. This year, a yeah, badge. A yeah, oh, Hall Monitor. Yeah, oh, that on. should be some of the Gospel Friends swag we put together. Oh, A Hall Monitor badge, and everyone not. who comes on the segment gets an official that's not a bad Hall idea. Monitor oh, badge. That, that is a good plan. We need to check All that right. out. One right, more thing so, I want to list. Okay. Yeah, add that to the list. So this week, you know, you can't have really when you think Hall of Dogma. 
You, you really think of one guy. Yeah, there, oh, two th- guys. Emmanuel and one other guy. Emmanuel and one other guy. And, and uh, we've had Emmanuel on a lot, yes, so we yes. need to have the other guy on. That's right. And, and that is the director himself, yep. Mr. Tony Vance, who is... Here, uh, looking spiffy, by yeah, the way. He is. We've got him and on the video, uh, which uh, you know we you can't see, but uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's dressed up for the occasion. Tony, I may Vance, cap it. the director. I may use him as the header image. Thank you for <laughs> joining us tonight. Well, it's it's wonderful to be here, and uh, I do uh, give to uh, Emmanuel all the credit for being number one on the hall. <laughs> uh, but but shout out to the dogma pound, and I'm gonna keep pressing that issue that it should be nicknamed the dogma pound you are the originator of the term dogma i am and i'm willing to accept that uh credit yeah and and actually it's 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 picked up pretty good i've I've noticed that uh people people give you credit there and uh and and use that so so good Uh, job all right tony uh you are now you live in west virginia now i know you're from that's correct still in west virginia still in the great hills of west virginia well tell us uh, I'm actually in a little town called Chapmanville, which is about 50 miles south of the state capital, Charleston. Fantastic. David, did you know the greatest living American comes oh from West Virginia? Oh, boy. Don't do it, Chase. Don't do it. Nick Saban is, in fact, a, uh, he is, a citizen yes, of West Virginia. He, you are correct. <laughs> oh Alabama would not be what they are without West Virginia. That is yes. correct. Now, and, Tony, we that thank you correct. for him. Tony, are you a yep. good Mountaineer fan? I am, okay. and and a good Marshall family, which which is the Marshall is the only other Division One uh, football college uh, team that we have. Yeah, they made a movie about Marshall. Did you go see? Yes. That? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's right. a sad movie. I don't know. Why'd you bring that up? Well, it was it, it was, was a true movie. True it, movie. It was. Yeah. Does, it, does it, it seem to have a held? heroic ending? It, yeah. Well. Okay. True. True. So, was it true to the story? Uh, real close. Real close. Cool. Except like the, the uh, except the coach in the movie was probably a lot better looking than the the real life coach. Something tells me that's a safe bet. Well, Tony, uh, tell us some about yourself. Just uh, you know what 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 uh, you do up there in uh, West Virginia, and and um, you know kind of some of your background. Well, I've been a been a Christian since I was about eleven years old. Uh, began uh, working in uh, ministry. Began preaching when I was a. Uh, a month from my 17th birthday. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, that's been 30-something years ago now. And uh, <laughs> uh, I've served in oh, a man. little bit of it. Uh, yeah, thank you. I've served in a little bit of everything in ministry. I've been in some gospel groups. I've pastored. i pastored for about 11 years. Mm. Great. Uh, youth ministry, still, still real involved with the youth ministry. Um, I actually uh, had to leave the... Um, the ministry pastoring because I had a, an extramarital affair, and that was about seven years ago. And I am now in the process of, through my denomination, working through restoration. So That's I've been fantastic. preaching. I've actually been preaching uh, for a year uh, this January, a year I started back. So uh, God has moved in an amazing way, and um, I just praise the Lord that uh, He allows me to do what I do. And uh, to have an opportunity to talk to people about what grace is truly all about. Hmm. That is that is fantastic. So you 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 wrote a book. We might as well uh, kind of get into that. So uh, sure, y- you wrote a book, and um, I know it's available out there on Amazon. Uh, Chase That's has correct. already uh, picked up a copy. And um, as I was uh, telling you a few months ago in the kind of pre-show, we're 
I'm I want to read it as well. I just have to work through my um, my reading list. But uh, uh, the name of the book is uh, A Journey to Grace. Okay, I was going to say A Journey to Grace. One man's a journey to redemption. Correct. Correct. By it is a, it is a it is a fictional account of a gentleman who uh, basically. Uh, his mother died when he was very young, and it uh, sort of corrupted his um, notion of God and so forth. It came to me many years ago about this idea of having a hometown of grace as a metaphor for grace itself and a gentleman making his trip to his old hometown and that being his trip to grace oh. and uh, fleshed it out into this book. Uh, much of the conversations that the character John Newsom, which is of course based on John Newton, that was going to uh, be my question. Yeah, yeah, he's based on John Newton, of course. It's and it's brought sort of out in the book about how that came to be, right? But uh, uh, he has conversations with a variety of characters throughout this book, and almost every single conversation is a conversation I've had as both a pastor, minister, and my day job, which is a uh, funeral director. Um, I, I was going to mention, because I'm, I'm not uh, trained in theology and Bible as some of the other folks who's in the hall and, and present company accepted, I'm more of the classical trained, that is, I studied on my own, uh, so, but, uh, but, but uh, I had conversations with a lot of folks over the years in both, uh, both areas and and a lot of negative discussion about God uh, revolves around grief and sorrow. And there's a lot of that in this book. And, and uh, uh, he, he, uh, it's addressed by certain characters as he talks to them over, over a period of just actually just a few days that it takes place. That's really interesting. So when did you have the, uh, the I guess, the, the first thought to write the book? And you know, what was, I guess, the inspiration there? In reality, it's probably been about seven or eight years ago that I came up with this idea of a town of grace. And like anybody else who's always dreamed of writing a book, uh, I kept dreaming about it. And then one day, I just actually just sat down and said, okay, Tony, you'll never make this dream come true if you don't start. Mm-hmm. So, so literally about a year from actually sitting down and starting till the final product was about a year. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, well, the, actual, the actual writing part only took about literally twenty days, but yeah. really you know, twenty days. Yeah, but but doing the uh, doing well, doing thirty minutes here and an hour here, and then two or three days not doing. You know, it works out that way. So it took about a year to get everything right, right. The publishing and the whole nine yards. All right. Well, it is uh, on Amazon.com. You can search for it, A Journey to Grace, Tony Vance, and uh, Nick will have it in the show notes yeah, uh, as well. And uh, and so definitely, I'm going to try to bump that up on my list, Tony, and, uh, and, Thank you. and check Thank that you. out, and we'll, we'll give you some feedback. Um, th- this is, I want to talk a little bit about the Hall of Dogma, but... Uh, you, you my kinda... favorite subject <laughs> in the world is the Hall of Dogma. Right. I wow. have told so many people <laughs> about, I, I even finally got my wife uh, invited to come on the hall of dogma she she uh she of course she said to me before the show she said uh this is probably the perfect place for you because you have an opinion about everything <laughs> Which, uh, she, she's right <laughs> oh she's right of course she is right and i do i have an opinion about everything um but uh 
What I like about the hall, and I, I think we've sort of talked about that earlier, but uh, what I like about the hall, as opposed to some other groups that I've been involved in, is that it's more, um, it's it's less pressure and less uh, judgmental, and and it's more about, um, you know, how do you feel about things, and that, and and in reality, my favorite hall threads are usually, what do you think about? this and whatever the this is at that time and you get so many wonderful opinions um, really thought uh, ideas and then some people that's like well I never thought of that I never uh, that had never come across my screen before so I think in some ways that's one of the greatest things about the hall yeah yeah definitely I think and and that's most of the people out there um, and of course the I know Nick mentioned them earlier, but the Hall of Dogma, which is, this is the Facebook page, I think you can get to it from hallofdogma.com. You can. That it is just correct. Thanks to uh, Nick's. Uh, I tried to do that last week, and it, it sent me to something that said they're still investigating whether it's a true Internet site or something. I don't know. See, Barry. Oh, make, don't tell me that. It works for me. me sad. Yeah, it's it coming up right now, now but it may okay, have, now it, what it may I did have did been did. when um, it, we, we first uh, – because Nick literally did it during the show last week. I'm going to do a little geek moment because I, I tried to do the silent redirect so across the top it have our branding. And yep, oh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What just happened? Hey, this is hey, why you got killed in the comic book game. Jeremiah is interested in what you're saying right now. Jeremiah Martin. There you go. You're there not you going to talk now, are you? <laughs> I do. I, Nick just clammed up. I was going to geek out and ask. Well, see, I know some other aspiring authors, and I was hoping talking to you um, would maybe inspire them to finish their book from a sermon series that was preached, I think, before my youngest daughter was born. And there you go. So, um, Looking at you, kid. Yeah. I, I have. I, I, I have told. Me. I have told numerous aspiring uh, authors that it is so easy to publish a book. It's hard to write one. But it's really easy to publish one. And you publish yours uh, through Kindle. Anywhere else, Tony? Amazon. Yeah, you got uh, a paperback. How did you, how'd you do that? That's, that's actually through Amazon has a uh, separate company called CreateSpace.com. Okay. Uh, they, do, they do all kinds of uh, video, audio, uh, books, oh, Kindle. Uh, so that literally can be done for no cost. And that's, that's really? not an ex- yeah, that's not an exaggeration. You, you, you literally just pay for what you uh, buy. For example, I've sold tens of almost 100 books, and uh, uh, so I only paid for them as I got them, and then I've sold them. And, of course, they're sold also through Amazon and, and Kindle. And, and uh, there's been folks th- from the hall that's b- bought them in, even uh, over in England and some other areas. Do they um, do they uh, um, proofread or anything like that, or do you have to have all that done, and they're just going to publish whatever uh, you send them? They're going to publish whatever you send. Okay. With with exceptions, of course. There's you know some issues with legal stuff, of course, obviously. Okay, right. But right. but but I di- I had an actual uh, editor, young lady who's an English teacher. Yeah. Uh, that did the editing for me, and then I I proofread through it. I don't know how many times, but uh, uh, so forth and so on. But but it literally can be done for no cost. The actual publishing. That's good to know. We 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 have uh, Nick's Nick's kind of kidding around, um, poking. Some I'm not fun kidding. At us, I'm not we, kidding at all. I'm yeah. being. We've done a couple of series that it's we wanted good to turn into nature love into for you books, but um, somebody's been a little bit slow about making that happen. I'm praying mm-hmm. that you'll speed it up, there, David. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> what did you? For those this is what I deal with every on video. Tony. David just poured his backwash drink into my cup. It's fine. Now mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to drink it. 
Well, anyway, mm-hmm. all right, Tony, Let's tell us, yes. tell yes. us about, uh, so in the Hall of Dogma, uh, yes. they're on yep. Facebook, or you can, uh, at least from my from my Google Chromebook, you can get to it from the Hall of Dogma. So what I tried to do, David. So, was, no, no. So uh, are there any particular discussions that have happened there, any particular threads that really stand out to you that, that uh interesting or unique for whatever reason? The Perry Noble ones just keep jumping out at me because <laughs> we, it, you know, what's what, and what's so funny about that, a lot of people don't, may not have, who's not been on the hall or whatever, don't know this, but my brother is actually a member of, of uh, New Springs. Yes. And, well. and I've, and I've been a basher, uh, to use the term that a lot of people would use. I've been a basher uh, of Perry Noble uh, and criticized him in the past. And and it seems as if I've got on the hall and become a defender for some reason. Uh, <laughs> seems like it's worked out that way, but um, that that seems to have jumped out. Man, and of course the apologetics. I love apologetics. Mm. Uh, your guest last week, which uh, good old I'm Rob Johnson. So, oh, I'm so amazed by apologetics and uh, uh, that uh, uh, William Craig and and guys yeah. like that that just do stuff like that. I was going to mention about that, you know, the Calvinist and Arminian and <laughs> and and Dr. Craig has just about made me a Molinist, not for biblical reasons, but because it's kind of tricky, kind of <laughs> Star Wars, the multi the multiverses and that stuff. Oh, it's so cool! I think He's that's wasting I, Jedi powers on you there. Right, yeah, so if we're, yeah. if we're looking for so, according to the director himself, if you're looking for a theology not really biblical based, but more right. for wow. the David, techies out there. Really, oh, I, we can no wait a minute. We can find some reasons, Bible reasons. Trekkies. Yeah, Trekkies. But but it really it fits in for us geeks that love the Star Wars, Star Trek, and the you know the the comic book stuff where there's multiverses. The you know the Marvel universes that spread out, and you can go to uh, Marvel Universe one and Marvel Universe twelve. Molinism is the place to be. All right. So that was a joke. (laughs) Rob Johnson and and there's there's several uh, Molinists. In, in the Hall of Dogmas. I was just kidding. Uh, no offense to anyone uh, on that. So, go, ahead, uh, go ahead and reel it back, David. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just climbing out of the hole. Um, <laughs> and so, I just, I'm about to chop the rope off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Tony, if, um, you know, if you don't mind me asking, um, and if you Absolutely. do, we'll just have to edit this out. Um, That's right. Edit point. Yeah, edit point. Yeah, possible, we know how well those go. Point. What are you going to ask? Well, I'm interested. How much have you drank today, Tony? No, no, no okay. Oh my goodness, really? Tony! I, mean, I bet I'm Tony wondering. hasn't drank anything today. No, he has, no. As, as I recall, Baptist. no, as I recall no. from one You're of right. our very first discussions that yes. we had in the hall, yes. Tony yes. is on the the side of um, Tony. Uh, I'm a teetotaler. He, he's a teetotaler. I'm a teetotaler. That and, is and, correct. And I'm you know what? That was a great with with the great Baptist Billy Sunday. Thank you. There you go. Hey, Billy Sunday, man, he's awesome. But that was one of our first great discussions uh, it with was. you, as I it recall. Was. Uh, and, yes. and we had some great back and forth, and so we we appreciated that. How, by the way, how did you start listening? How did you find the uh, the podcast and, and come to start listening to it? Well, it's kind of interesting. Early in the morning, I'm sitting around uh, uh, Facebooking and Twittering and all those kind of things uh, to, to fill in time, and, and I'm always constantly looking for a good podcast. And when I put gospel in, your guys come up, you know, not at the top of the list. No. Down some. And then when I saw the symbol, which kind of caught back to the old super friend days, you know, and really caught my attention. Good job. Caught my attention. I thought, okay, these guys may be cool. 
So oh, awesome. I clicked, and and, and I was right, and I was right, and I was right, Thank I was right. You. Thank, Thank you, Tony. Thank All right, you, I want to I want to ask you. I have two questions for you before we get going. So one of All them, right. I'm going to ask you in a minute. Uh, keep this in the back of your head. I want to hear a good funeral director story. I was going to ask the same thing. So I want to hear one of your best funeral director stories. But before we get to the silly, let me give you a serious question. So Silly? That's Funeral director is not a silly job. I'm not saying that his job is silly. I can give you silly. I'm asking him for a story along those lines. I still want to offend anybody. But no, on on the serious note, so you you shared something at the beginning um, in your journey there uh, from seven years ago. Uh, an affair, and you're going through a restoration process. And by the way, if if you're, you know, if you're open to that, we'd love to maybe get you back on sometime to kind of talk about, you know, that kind of oh, issue I'm, because that is, um, you know, sounds like maybe you're you're willing to share some there, and that is oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, that is a that is a uh, just automatically in my mind. I mean, I'm I'm thinking of. Um, your ability to maybe warn pastors of, of the danger, um, to, things to avoid, and then at the same time just, you know, the right way to walk through that. So, um, you know, if you're willing, we'd love to have you back on at some point to talk I about would, that. I would, I, would, I would feel it a great privilege to speak about, about those things. What, what would you say, you know, as far as maybe someone who is um, – in a, in a very similar boat, uh, maybe they've been through that, kind of gotten out of ministry in terms of, um, I don't know, advice and restoration. I mean, how, how to get from maybe that low point to, to, to a place of restoration. What would be some words of wisdom or advice that you would Well, share? obviously, the first step, of course, is repentance. You've you, you got to start there. You've got to... Um, you got to repent, you, and it, and repentance is more than just the words. Of course, it's it's uh, going to the people that you've hurt and uh, making amends in, in a sense, because uh, uh, you can never you can never take it back and you can never go back, uh, but you can go forward. Uh, someone said to me early on in the process that you have to do so much more to make up for what little supposed failure that you made hmm. and and I'm 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 still trying to heap all those things on there to try to make up for the failure. Uh what I and what I would say to someone who's who's in 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 this or or you know coming out of this um you can't you can't change it uh but you can God can use it and yeah. and that's that's the biggest message God can use it. Good words. Yeah, that is, and and um, you know, I, I appreciate your willingness to share there. There's a there's a passage. Um, I think it's in Second Corinthians one, but it, it talks about um, God granting us comfort so that we may in turn comfort, comfort those, yeah. others. And and I, yeah. you know, you know, I applaud you being willing to to share about that because the fact is, you know, like like you just said, I mean, you can't change it. But use it, and and to me, one one thing that you could do is is you know, warning and encouraging toward toward other pastors. So absolutely, definitely want to plan to have you back on, and and maybe have a good uh, segment discussion about that. Um, in the near future. Um, but all right. more important I mean, is a silly uh, <laughs> funeral director story. Right, so give, really us, give us here. a good funeral okay. director story. I, from your this experience. is my go-to story. This is my awesome. go-to story. Uh, I'm, I am – uh, a funeral director, which which I'm also an embalmer. I do literally everything that you wow. do at the funeral. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, whole wow. nine yards. 
Uh, we so definitely got to have you back art, on, Tony, because uh, yeah. i got tons of questions. How did, wait a minute. Right. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt. But how did you become the director and not the embalmer? I mean, how did we How did we skip we the— We just found that out. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, well— Your okay. nickname in the hall may change. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right, look. Look, you can be the director, but if, if, okay. if, if we ever have to go to war— we're gonna oh. we're gonna have to ask you to to change names for a little bit, just for a little I bit. Can, okay. I can I can handle that. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so here's my go-to story. Uh, part of my job, of course, is is preparing um, uh, someone's dead loved one to to lifelike appearance to to for comfort for peace uh, for mourning purposes. And um, you know, one of our little sayings is is we help the living by taking care of the dead. That's what we do. So anyway, so we're. We're standing at the casket, and uh, um, the family is standing over, and there's tears and sorrow and pain. And one uh, elderly elderly lady looks down at her her dead brother, and she says, "Oh my, how he looks so good! He looks so good. Don't look nothing like him, but he looks so good." <laughs> <laughs> that is unfortunate. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, so that's a true story. That's a true story. I mean, so. What is your aim in that? Is your aim to make them look good or to make them look like they did? I well, mean, uh, no. Hopefully, to look like they did. Yeah. Are you serious? Are you serious? Ever tempted to be like, no, we're gonna have to do something here. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah. You know, he needs to look like Cary Grant. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of help. Uh, Lots of wax, lots of paint. Yeah. No, uh, seriously, the, uh, the, one of the things that I learned very early, I've been doing the funeral business for uh, almost 30 years. And um, one of the things I would learn really early in the process was uh, one of my uh, former employees said, you know, this can be part of your ministry. And uh, so actually every part of what I do, I, I try to say, what can I do to help these yeah. folks? Yeah. If it's a word, if it's actually helping their loved one look better than the last time they've seen them, yeah. or whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, I just recently dealt with a family uh, that dealt with suicide, and, um, you know, one of the things they said to me when they left was, we were so glad that you uh, were there for your words of comfort. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, God placed me in that as much as he did the ministry. There's no doubt yeah. about that. So. Yeah. Hey, look, I, I admire you know for for those jokes. I admire you because I don't think that is that's something you've obviously got to be called to. I, 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 I don't picture that I would Not be able to do that. Industry. But you know when my, my when my dad died, um, it was years ago. But I still remember those guys, uh, you know, who, who were there and and um, and just you know if really what I would say is just comforting. I mean they they were you know they they were quiet, kind of stayed out of the way where where they needed to, but they were there. And they Absolutely. they pointed us in the right direction, took care of all the the things that we needed done, and, and the requests that my dad had. And so, I definitely I definitely see that as, as a ministry. And uh, so I agree. Uh, 100%. So uh, now I, I just just out of curiosity, you ever had anybody show up? Turned out they they weren't really ready to be embalmed. No, I hear some no. stories. Like no, that right I, there 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 is a legitimate story of uh, in a place in Ohio that a lady had been picked up at a nursing home. This is this is a proven, uh, well known story. Uh, the funeral director went to start the embalming process and realized that the uh, blood vessels were still working. So, it it has wow. happened. It has mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. It has happened. But just but, not to uh, you. 
No. All right. No. Well, if it does, let us know. And we'll bring you back on and talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Good <laughs> night. Oh. All right. Well, uh, guys, you already any questions for the director? I, I kind of hogged all that oh, time. Oh, so there. many now, but. Yeah, <laughs> so so little time. Yeah, we we got to let the director get to church. Yeah, Tony's so we're just gonna to. have to have him back on really quick because I have a ton of questions it, for the oh. future. And Tony and Pre-Show shared something that was quite amazing to us. Uh, Tony, what was the, what was your stat that you gave us? Uh, the, and I think this was on our friend Tom Rayner. We'll, we'll drop names. Uh, yeah, I think it was on his. I believe it was on his site that that uh, the uh, Protestant churches are down to five percent. Uh, having Sunday night services, wow. so that is, wow. it is. That's quite amazing. I was sharing how um, the the Hall of Dogma Church actually we don't have Sunday night it's services. It's not helping but, that step. But we haven't had it since. I mean, I've been here eleven years, and we haven't had it. Um, when I got here, there was no Sunday night service. But that typically is the night that a lot of people say they're free to do small groups and different activities. So, but but the director goes to one of those 5%, and so we need to let him get to it. Tony, we are very thankful for you being willing to come on and join us, and we want to have you back on and keep up your good work in the Hall of Dogma. Yes, please. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. All hey, right, thank sir. you, Tony. You're awesome. Grace and peace. Hey, Grace, peace. Really, guys, you had one job, land the plane. I guess you land a podcast about like Chase lands a sermon, hey, David? Oh, no, wait, Chase gets it landed. You just pull the chute and hope for the best. All right, all joking, my brothers aside, it was a uh, interesting week recording the podcast, but uh, Lord willing, it was a good show that uh, you, the audience, enjoy, and um, it'll bring glory to his name. And so, uh, as mentioned in the segment, you can find Tony and the rest of us online on Facebook at the Hall of Dogma. Uh, you can get there a little bit quicker than the Facebook uh, URL by going to hallofdogma.com. We are on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash mygospelfriends. If you'd like to call into the show, you can do that, 205 or if long distance may be an issue for you, you can go to speakpipe.com slash thegospelfriends. Um, that's going to do it for this week. We look forward to seeing you next week. Grace and peace. Jesus is a friend of mine.